Hi guys. Hi guys. Welcome back to the Digital Marketing Babes podcast. This week we're going to be talking about content. As the end of this year is rapidly approaching, we know we've barely got through summer, but now you really should be getting your ducks in a row. <laughs> That's right. Just 40% of marketers say that content marketing is very important is a very important part of their overall strategy, which is, you know, kind of wild. Like what are the other 60% thinking? Good point. I mean, from personal experience, when I was working um, for BH Live, I was writing Christmas-themed radio jingles and preparing for the panto in August. It was really strange to be getting festive when you're sweating like a turkey. (laughs) And I am not a fan of Christmas, so that stresses me out big time. (laughs) I don't like thinking about Christmas until, like, October. Once Halloween's over, so basically November, really, actually. Okay, so... To help you guys out, we're going to be talking about Christmas strategy. Exciting. So, Amber, can you get us started with the first tip? Quick fire. Yep. Loves it. (laughs) Okay, so my first tip would be look back at the campaign you or your company ran last Christmas. What emails, copy and calls to actions brought you in the most sales? Were there any activities in particular that made your, you know, see click-through rates, conversions and site traffic peak? Check back to last year to answer these questions and it will give you a helping hand in getting going this year. Again, from personal experience, we sort of did a debrief after the panto ended, wrapping up all things from the campaign, answering these questions whilst they were still fresh. And then it was ready for this time of year when we started preparing for it again. So if you haven't done that, that's fine. But it's handy for you to remember to do it in January once you've wrapped everything up that's fab I think it's always helpful to do it when it's fresh as well because then you kind of got like anecdotal stuff that you can add in there as well like oh we started a week earlier this year because you know we have more time or whatever so yeah that sounds great cheers lad okay your turn Okay, so I'm going to go with double check your target audience. So check on your demographics, so their age range, their gender, and do a little research to see if there's any trends in that group as well. So have they made any behavioural changes? I think this is really important as well, especially considering the past year or so. Things are changing, so we need to make sure we're on top of that. Maybe your target audience has shifted if you've done a rebrand. So it's important to check on these things because there's no point wasting time and energy on campaigns for people who may in fact be the wrong people. So whilst we're on this topic of people, please go through your database and have a little purge. Uh, If they're not aligned, we are all for segmenting your database. So first of all, there's cleansing, which is getting rid of people that shouldn't be on there. Like, don't keep them on there for the sake of it. It's going to be really impacting your email marketing rates And if they haven't been opening your emails in the past year, they probably don't want to hear from your brand. Just cut them loose or put them in to a a Facebook business manager and use them for retargeting. Maybe they just don't like email. Um, So do that and also segment your database. People who have purchased from you, it doesn't mean they want to purchase from you again necessarily, but maybe they want to take action in some other way. Or maybe they don't just want to buy a dress, they want to buy something else. So they kind of like break down those things and give them different options based on how they found your organisation. Sorry, rant over. Loves it. <laughs> you you never disappoint. Thank you. Okay, so one more quick tip on strategy. Go. Uh, themes and messaging. Go on. Okay, so we've looked at what worked well in the past you've checked on your target audience and now it's time to consider the messaging that you're going to launch. 
So when doing this, you want to think about what your target audience needs, what your brand's mission is, what makes you stand out from competitors, what and how does your brand deliver value, and what is it that you want to make customers think, feel and do? That's all so helpful. I guess that leads on to picking a theme. Yes. Would you like to expand, Miss Alice? Sure. Theme is essentially the creative means by which your message is delivered. Find something simple that works well across multiple channels that will resonate at a glance. Avoid getting too complicated. Complex themes can dilute your message, detract, distract, and that's not the vibe we want. (laughs) I was laughing. Amber wants me to say ho, 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 and I won't say it. (laughs) You just did. (laughs) I just did, but not in the way you wanted me to. Oh, I won't be told. <laughs> See, once you, I wrote like something bitch and you said it and I was like, oh, she actually said it. And every time I write something in there to see if you say it. So I was like, yeah, she got to say it. <laughs> Do you actually want me? I didn't think you were. Oh, I was like, Amber's being serious and actually wants me to say this. Are you just trying to catch me out? No, I'm just trying to see if you do say it because uh... you said it once reluctantly and it was really funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, So next, we're going to be looking at getting going with your planning. It's easy to just, you know, keep your eye on Christmas, but there are actually other many other dates in the run up to the the big day that you've got to keep stock of. So what would some of those be, Amber? Um, So Halloween, Bonfire Night, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Solstice, you know, the winter solstice, of course, Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve Eve, Boxing Day and, uh, you know... Christmas. And you forgot your birthday, of course, 18th of November. Oh God, yeah. How did I forget that one? Silly me. The only thing I would say on those is Cyber Monday and Black Friday are a real bitch when it comes to paid advertising. So if you don't want to be like capitalising off those because basically all the cost of advertising goes up, then take a couple of weeks off. I normally do the whole of November off because they start like ramping thing up for the whole of November but yeah just a little tip but the main thing is creating a timeline will help you inform on the the chronology of your campaign and help to keep you organized and we know I love organization I'd recommend keeping a Gantt chart to plot out the campaign deliverables this will help you stay on track and gives you the opportunity to organize your messaging well in advance I'd also actually recommend if you're not keen on a Gantt chart to use something like Trello or Asana because I guess it's like a big project plan and you can create something specific and assign it to people or Notable, which is a new project plan and it works really well. But I think it's more tailored towards students. I haven't actually tried it yet. Um, So yeah, do what works for you guys. I'm going to take note of Notable. Sounds uh, very noteworthy. Oh, it's not Notable. Ignore me. It's Notion. Notable is like an app for my iPad. I'm so sorry, guys. You've just let us down, you know? You've let me down, my kids are crying. Is it like the tablet thing that you make notes on, or is that remarkable? That's remarkable. I really wanted to get one of those, but then I was like, oh, am I going to use it? I know, I saw it on Facebook, there's like three this morning, I was like, oh, don't want it. It is a thing. Notable looks like a basic version of Notion. So it is still a thing, but I would actually recommend Notion, guys. Apologies. Okay, thanks for clearing that one up. 
Um, I'd just like to go back a step to like Cyber Monday and Black Friday because mm, you yeah. know you said not to do paid but it's a great chance for you to do some like direct mails and emails and whatnot it's a great chance for you know sort of organic things mm. um, so if you do use a Gantt chart you can use that to like plan out the offers that you're going to offer so you know a sort of countdown to I don't know if you have something that's membership based then you can get a month free or blah de blah de blah but yeah, it's just a great chance to offer something other than a paid ad. That's such a good idea, like focusing on other marketing channels that like where the costs won't inflate because of Black Friday. Yeah, like things that you have control over the cost. Mm, that's so good as well. Because I think social is really challenging, even organic, mm. to kind of grab people's attention. Email marketing, people are flooded with like that as well so you may want to do that beforehand or yeah go offline yeah you could do like beat the black friday blues or something like that mm. get them before the black friday emails start because they do start at the start of november don't they often yeah it's, it's very overwhelming for a consumer i think oh 100 percent. i am um, do something in my i use my hotmail for like everything spammy and i just mm. sweep it all out so everything just gets swept i do as well actually actually guys top tip if anyone's migrated over to gmail keep your hotmail for your emails and then if you're ever looking for like when i see your emails like you know your email marketing emails and then dip back in for a little bit of inspiration yeah i mean i'm sure people have been doing this for ages or they've got special folders that things go to for someone who's so organised, I don't like having my inbox in folders. I keep it all in one place. I just have it all flow in how it needs to flow in. Yeah, but some people, like peak organisers, will like categorise their inbox by like project or work type. And I was like, but then I can't find things. I used to do that, to be fair, for like Panto and whatnot. Because that would be, everything would be in one place because I'd get a lot of stuff. But it would... Uh, the search bar? No, because people would send things under different titles and you'd get different emails from the promoter and everything. So it was great for that aspect, but um, mm. not a vibe for me. Fair enough. Anyway, sorry, digress. Mm. <laughs> Gantt chart oh, yeah. is really helpful and you should use it. Oh, and you should also include important dates such as like your last posting day before Christmas. You don't want to be making the people sad. Mm. This is so true. So let's give the girls, gays and theys <laughs> what they came for, which is content. And obviously Amber is the queen of content. So we've done a roadmap to your campaign and you need to get to work on creating content. Over to you, Amber. My favourite. Um, so map out every campaign touchpoint across each channel and decide which assets you need to create. Which assets? Decide what assets you need to create. Um, ensure that your copy and design reflects the theme and ensure that it has the ability to deliver the message consistently across every asset and every channel. First question, what's an asset? Mm. <laughs> These. <laughs> Amber's there grabbing her titties. <laughs> it, an asset is like an image, right? Yeah, an image or a video or collateral basically yeah because i've always been using it but i've never actually thought if someone actually said what's an asset i don't think i would with 100 percent confidence be able to say it's an image or video a gif so i just wanted to check thank you oh yeah no no worries but it could also be these obviously <laughs> um so how long should it take to put this together 
Well, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, so it, won't, it definitely won't happen overnight. And depending on your resources, your time and whatnot, you should have everything ready by the end of October. Why would you say the end of October? Just because that's when everything starts kicking off. So it's going to get busier. It's going to start to snowball. Yeah. And I feel like for a lot of companies, now is sort of like, it's just a quiet period. So if you can use this quiet time now before everything does get crazy to, um, you know, get a little bit busy, then I think you should. Little question, just because from years working in the charity sector, people are very busy all the time and things tend to be done last minute. What would you recommend to anyone who's listening who's a marketing assistant or exec who's waiting for campaign messaging or even knowing what they're supposed to be doing for Christmas regardless of what sector they're in how would you advise them to start planning out for Christmas to ease their workload I personally would use my initiative so I would you know be a bit bold brave and start things on my own because if you are waiting for something nine times out of ten someone above you hasn't thought about it yet like it's on their radar but they might not have gotten started with it so you can take the reins and use initiative to be like oh I've created this what do you think do you feel this would be uh you know the avenue to go down for the season and I feel like that could be a good thing to do because if you are in an assistant position then it will show that you have the initiative to you know have a promotion because someone who takes initiative like that and does bold moves deserves to level up yeah I mean I totally agree and that's really helpful I've definitely been that person before where I started thinking about Christmas but you know people are like whoa it's way too early so yeah that's really helpful always take initiative and that's a good shout my only like practical tip would say like whatever you're doing when it comes to initiative um you know, this is probably isn't part of like the work day that your manager has like taken account for. So I would say set like a strict like time limit on stuff. So if you're going to create content, say like, okay, I'm going to do this in two hours and then do it, show it to your manager um, or whoever's in charge of the Christmas campaign, whoever it might be and say kind of, this is what I was thinking. I only spent a short amount of time on it. Um, are you happy for me to continue or create a plan or go forward? just so you don't like spend like a day doing something for someone just to shoot you down because that would be awful. Definitely agree with that actually and also a lot of employers now are looking for people who are problem solvers so by saying this hasn't been organized yet it shows you're recognizing that something should have been done and you're solving the problem which I think is also really really great and again shows you have a little bit of gumption about you. Basically just making yourself look real good. Love that. So I'm going to move on to SEO. So when you're creating content, it gives you an opportunity to check in on your SEO. About 64% of marketers actively invest time into search engine optimization. Little plug, we have SEO training on our website. If you're interested, actually, we have so much training. We have Facebook ads, Google Analytics, and SEO. So head over to our website, digitalmarketingbabes.com to get all of that great stuff so yeah we want you to be part of that 64 percent 
do the training. Um, so think about whether there's any supporting content on your website that needs optimizing. Something that I always bang on about is meta descriptions. Make sure that you've got them written. If you're doing a Christmas sale, make sure that's in your meta description because this will improve the click-through rate, which is the percentage of people that click on your listing to your website, which means if they search for red dress and your website appears, the more people that see that and click through, this will tell Google the term red dress is really relevant for this website and it will improve your overall performance and website SEO. So by putting in sale copy or saying 30% off in January means more people are going to click on it. So definitely do that and make sure you kind of got those optimized. Um, so this is also really helpful um, and just make sure that you're thinking about your website user experience as well, because this will also help your conversion rate optimization. And we have a podcast episode all about that as well. Um, yes. So Amber, top tips for batching. And we're not talking about brownies. Um, so top tips for batching. Um, write your captions in advance because it saves so much time. And I'm someone who always brainstorms and like keeps notes of the content that you can create because sometimes I just get random ideas when I'm doing the most randomest things. And I'd also say analyse your past posts. Look at what worked well and what didn't and focus all your energy on that good stuff because you don't want to be making stuff that, you know, won't perform. And also listicles are something that you should consider because they are really, really easy to do in a batch. They can be evergreen and they actually perform twice as better as any other content. Can you please explain what you mean by listicles? Sure. So a listicle is like a little article that is actually a list. So it's like a blog, but quicker. And it could be like seven best things to do this summer or top three jean fits for your bum. I don't know. But it should always be an odd number, by the way. I can't remember why, but one of the first things I learned in university when I was doing my undergrad was listicles shouldn't shouldn't be even. It shouldn't be a top 10. It should be like top 13, 15 things to do. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm. I really like listicles. I think they work in every format. They work really well on Instagram. They work great on LinkedIn. Mm. Great for Facebook as well. Twitter, if it's in a thread, really nice. Oh, love a thread on Twitter. Love a thread. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised that it does better than other content. So, yay. I actually didn't know that the, they were called listicles, so I've learned something new today. I can't believe I actually taught you something. How fun. You teach me something every day. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, but always something random. <laughs> random but helpful. It's always like little mm. tips. This is why, guys, uh, you should always have a marketer friend because you'll learn a lot. Okay, so I'd like to add to make sure you identify your content pillars uh, and keep them true to your consistent content. So prior to creating this, make sure that they're aligned with any assets you're creating. So in our previous episode, we talked about content pillars and sort of the themes that you can do to make sure it's aligned with the brand um, and kind of the different focuses as well so making sure that you're not just constantly 
asking people to buy, that you're, you know, raising awareness, that you're generating engagement, and you're asking them to take action. So all these different kinds of things as well. So prior to creating the content, just as mentioned, gather all your assets so that video, footage, sound, photos, graphics are all ready and at hand for ease and speed. We're here for a good time, not a long time, gals and guys and everyone else, you know. Work smarter, not harder, as the cool kids be saying. Love that. So I don't know about you, but I always get my work proofed and signed off by a lovely colleague. I feel a little bit bad, but it's better to make sure that you're putting that I'm not putting something rogue out there. True say. I um I feel so bad when I make my colleague proof everything. I actually gave her a candle on Sunday saying <laughs> thank you. That's really nice, but not necessary, I know. Definitely not necessary, but really nice. And I think it's always helpful to have someone look over your work. That's why we have teams for a reason, right? Like, yes, it's always helpful. Just a little token of appreciation, I guess. Amazing. But yeah, it's always good to get it checked because sometimes it's really hard to see mistakes if you spent such a long time working on a piece of work. And uh, sometimes it's hard to see mistakes if you spend a lot of time on a piece of content. So yeah, making sure that gets signed off (laughs) is really helpful. And yeah, even if you take like half an hour, an hour away from the work you're doing and come back with a fresh pair of eyes, I think that also makes a huge difference. Alice, can I ask? Yeah. Who proofs your work or are you that good no one has to proof it? I proof it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, depends. If I work the work I do with agencies, if it's a big piece of work, I get the director to look at it because he's it's only him and me on paid media. And then work myself, it's just me. Which unfortunately does mean that I have to be good at spotting mistakes. Because it's like, it all stops with me. And it doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. It just means that I've got better at it. But as a freelancer, I think I'm very focused on what will sort of like bring in money. So I'm kind of doing the same thing all the time. So I feel like in some sense, I am like a factory worker where I'm just like churning out very similar things and using Facebook Business Manager to do so. As a result, I think I'm therefore prone to make less mistakes because I'm really confident and know what I'm doing. Occasionally, I won't know what I'm doing and I will probably make a lot of mistakes and therefore I'll get very stressed. <laughs> Into the mind of a genius. I double dare you to do something different, Alice. I should probably branch out and do other things. But So we've done all that jazz. We've created our content. I guess we schedule it now. Yes, we do. But we must allow for some wiggle room for reactive posts. <laughs> Everyone do a little wiggle. Um, so reactive posting means reacting to current news, events, trends. The downside is obviously you can't schedule those. So I think obviously having that time is really important. And obviously just, I would say as a social media person, just make sure that you kind of have a rough idea that you know what's going out and when just in case something happens if something's scheduled that would be insensitive to anything going on in the news unfortunately it's just one of those roles as a social media manager we have to kind of be on top of everything so yeah that's also just heads up guys heads down thumbs up so because reactive posts have to be in response or reaction to something i personally have three posts planned per week I'm sorry, but can you hear my stomach going? Yeah, yeah, I can. Fucking nuts, all day. 
I also thought I was on mute and I did a massive fuck off sigh. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please edit the sigh out. <laughs> I just don't know what to do about my bloody stomach. <laughs> All day long. Yes. Might not have eaten enough. I had spaghetti bolognese for my lunch. Apparently hot girls have stomach problems. <laughs> hot gut summer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay now but anyway because they've got to be in response or reaction to something i personally have three posts planned per week so if i need to be reactive it allows me to be reactive on the four days that i'm not posting i usually use twitter and linkedin as reactive zones because they're great for inspiring conversation and gauging reaction to things that need a reaction what i do may not be correct though alice do you have any more suggestions on this I also don't think there's like necessarily a right or wrong way to do social, so I wouldn't say that. Um, when I've been in organisations where I've managed social myself or managed the team that did social, it was more to do with having content scheduled and then adding reactive posts sporadically. So, for example, girl guiding again, sorry. We would kind of types of reactive content would be based on something that the girls were doing in their unit meetings so kind of sharing that we kind of tried to leave a little bit of room but obviously that's reactive because it's reliant on uh, parents or the volunteers to share pictures of kind of what they were up to so we kind of left a bit of wiggle room the day after when most units have their meetings which is kind of between Tuesdays and Thursdays um and kind of that's the main thing really so I would say some organizations won't leave a lot of wriggle room wiggle room (laughs) for responsive posts I think it's fine not to if you're really busy if you know you can't be on top it on top of it for social as much then like just schedule away and then kind of use that time for something else and yeah I'd probably really recommend that over the Christmas period as well because I think it's going to be that's like a busy time isn't it like you're already gonna have other stuff to think about replying to customer dms about missing parcels or not getting the right thing in the post or whatever that might be i know um i feel like this christmas it's gonna be a lot different to last christmas not because of the like last christmas we were in lockdown or you know in and out of lockdown i just feel like this christmas is going to be a bit of a shitstorm. I think it's just going to be chaotic. Everyone's going to be, like, just going a little bit wild. I think the the summer will bleed into autumn and then Christmas. And I think it will just be, like, a little bit chaotic. Which I think we, I, I think we all deserve it. But, like, everyone working in, like, customer-facing roles are going to have it tough. I'll pray for them. Thanks for, thanks for imparting that wisdom upon us, Miss Alice. So we've chatted so much that the leaves are falling, temperature is dropping and Christmas is round the corner. Let's go get some candy canes and leave these crazy kids to their content creation. Can you believe it? Amber wrote that. Is anyone surprised? (laughs) Do you think I would actually write that or say that? No. (laughs) Okay, time for a nap perhaps. But yes, let's, uh, let's go and get on with it. Love it. Uh, as always, you can catch us on Instagram, our website, LinkedIn, and TikTok. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, 
Don't forget to give us all the star reviews. Happy Christmas! <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride on a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Hey! Well, bye guys. <laughs> bye guys. Bye.